0: What's going on, everyone? This is Trevor Carlson here back again with another episode of the Formula Podcast, where I'm here to share with you my experiments and experiences in designing a fulfilling life. On this episode, I am really pumped to bring back Cat control. This is a bit of personally, maybe uncomfortable, real episode for me where I brought Cat in because I'm in a bit of a strange situation where I travel full-time, I live out of my backpack, I'm in a different country every month or every couple months, and I found it to be a bit challenging to have any type of romantic relationships. I basically ruled it out for the last year and I wanted to check myself a bit so I decided to reach out to Kat and invite her on the show. So in this episode we're going to talk about the formula for a successful or happy romantic relationship and she even gives me some advice for where I'm at in my life and how I could be maybe approaching things a little bit differently. Hopefully you have something that you learned from this episode too and let's hear a quick word about our sponsors and then let's get this show rolling. The Formula Podcast wouldn't be possible without some pretty awesome sponsors that are willing to support the show. So the first sponsor has been with us for quite some time. That's Lady Boss. They provide women's workouts and health supplements to help women live healthier lives now if you're interested in checking out any of their workouts or their supplements go ahead and head to theformulapodcast.com and check out our sponsored products page now our second sponsor just got started with us here recently that's liquid web now if you've listened to any of our episodes with like adrian or ketsu or anybody that's doing any type of drop shipping or e-commerce liquid web has some e-commerce solutions to help you get a store up and running ASAP. And they were uh, willing to actually give 33% off to people who listen to the Formula Podcast. So when you go to liquidweb.com and check out their products, make sure and type in Formula 33 when you check out to get 33% off. Big thanks to them for hooking us up and uh, keeping this show rolling. That's all from our sponsors. Now, let's do this thing. So Kat, thanks again for agreeing to stop by and chat with me. I know you've been through a lot of different experiences lately. Do you want to give us the quick version on what's happened in in your life and vitalities? I was gonna say vitality's life, but that wouldn't be right. And at Vitality since the last
1: time we spoke. Well, I'm so glad to be here. So thank you for asking me to come by and it's been a crazy journey and since the last time we spoke. When was that? A year ago?
0: Yeah, it was close to a year ago because, yeah, because you were my first video interview I ever did.
1: Oh, that's right. Yes. The studio has continued to grow since that point. Staff is actually tripled. So that's amazing. We're offering 132 classes a month, which is pretty much unheard of when it comes to an adult dance studio. I think that it's just basically people are finally catching on to who we are and what we represent and what the studio is really all about. And it's been really interesting. So Vitality used to be the umbrella, and then all these other services used to be underneath Vitality, but now it's kind of switched. It's Cat Control, And then Vitality is just an entity underneath. And so I've developed a couple of different new programs in the past year. And one of them being, it's called Reignite the Spark, where I coach women for 10 weeks and then I take them on a week-long journey. And I've taken women to Paris and I've never had my passport before. So all of this is new for me. So I took women to Paris, St. Thomas, and getting ready to take a group to London and then Hawaii in the fall. And then since when women go and go on these spark retreats, the women come back and want to possibly continue their work with me. And so now I have a new group called GLOW, which is a year-long commitment. And so I'm taking those women to Turks and Caicos uh, in December. Where's that A uh... It's in the Caribbean.
0: Oh, okay. You're trying to escape the winter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, the Caribbean, there is some magic to the ocean and being around the ocean, I think, especially with women's busy lives, to get them around the ocean, to get them just to have a little bit more zen and have a little bit more time to breathe, I think is important. So.
0: Yeah, just being able to chill out for a bit—it's underrated.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: I'd never really been to a beach place like a ex- exotic island or anything like that until this winter, actually. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, I get why people like coming here. This is pretty nice." <laughs> I don't know; it's very peaceful. So, so you got that going on. So, the reason that you know I invited you on was to talk about relationships, specifically like romantic relationships. You're like my relationship fairy godmother, maybe. Is that right?
1: Gosh, can I add that to my title?
0: If you want to, yes. <laughs> if you could just wave a wand and fix every relationship issue in my future, that'd be amazing. And I imagine that with the women that you work with, there's some sense of some of the same things where maybe they come to you for advice or just gets brought up in discussion. So I'm hoping that you can, in like two sentences, just tell me the key to a successful relationship. All right, go.
1: One of the most challenging things with any kind of relationship, whether it be romantic or platonic is communication, right? So communication Mm -hmm. is one of those things where, two people can be communicating and the both of them can be super passionate about what they're trying to express or they're trying to get their opinion across or they're trying to maybe convince the other person to change their mind. If the two of you do not communicate or communicate shuts down, then that relationship will soon disintegrate. And when it comes to romantic relationships, I think that women think that men will change over time. There's a thing where women say that men have to be trained
0: i'm assuming those relationships always go really well
1: no they don't i mean to me i think that's extremely disrespectful because i know i wouldn't want a man to date her and say oh well i'm gonna train her to you know accept these things it goes both ways both men and women and in platonic and in romantic relationships so you know to me successful relationship has to have good communication hands down i mean that's the number one thing if we want to dive in deeper about when it comes to romantic relationships and when that first starts or when it disintegrates, I think that for women, especially in the Midwest, and I think we've talked about this before, but I do talk about it quite a bit because vitality was founded when I was single and I had to go through my own journey of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And that's really hard to do when you're a woman who's older, who feels that she's supposed to be in a relationship, especially in the Midwest. In the Midwest, there's all of this pressure, I think, on both men and women.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I think it goes both ways. I cannot tell you the number of times people have said something to me because I'm in my early 30s now. The pressure's building back home. and <laughs> It does. <laughs> so I think it does go both ways.
1: It does. And I think that if we understand that we have to be fulfilled people first before we'll be able to find the one. And I'm using that in quotes because I don't always think that, especially with women, they're always on this road of trying to find the one. They always talk about the one. What I tell women all the time, and it's the same for men too, and I'm sure it's the same for you. I mean, you've gone on this amazing journey since we've met, and probably the type of person that you would pick for a mate now was not the same type of person that you would have picked for a mate then. Yeah. I mean, at
0: that point in time, I think I had a very strict picture of who I thought that that person should be. I think maybe at that point in time, I was, I mean, I hate to admit it, but maybe I was looking for like the one as well. Or something to maybe fulfill me or bring me some level of happiness that I didn't already have. I feel like I've opened up a lot more to different possibilities and different types of people with different interests. And in doing so, I don't know, it feels like I've, I'm trying to think of the right word. I was going to say opened up the playing field a little bit or like left room for uh, chemistry or I don't know. Trying to think of the right word. Maybe you can fill in the blank for me.
1: (laughs) Well, I think everybody's word is different, right? So my Mm -hmm. word for that would be different than your word. (laughs) I think that we all have like this menu and we're like, okay, when we meet somebody, it's like, okay, here are all the items. Here's my checklist. Here are the things that I must have in a relationship. And here are the things that I can compromise on. And here are the things that I absolutely will not tolerate, right? We all have this list.
0: Are there any things that belong on everyone's list?
1: Oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, nobody... Ever would admit that they want to date someone who's cruel or is mean. But there's the whole bad boy mentality, right? Of women who seek nothing but bad boys. And bad boys are, I mean, that's why they're called bad boys. Those are people that mistreat her or don't give her the respect that she feels that she deserves, but for some reason, because of how she cares about herself and that she is really insecure, she feels that that's what she's worth. And so you would think that there are some things that everybody has on their list, but I still think that they're probably most of them are different. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess I'm thinking more along the lines of if you had to pick a few things that, In a perfect world, they'd be on everyone's list. I'll use myself, for example. I think that previously, if I had a menu or list, I don't think I would have said this, but I think that from a value standpoint, I was valuing maybe the outside perception. Not necessarily what I valued, but maybe what I thought I was supposed to value in the person, right? Right. That's what was probably on my menu before. But now, you know, do I enjoy this person's company? It's more of questions. Like, do they answer these questions? Yes. Like, are they a net positive for my life?
1: Right. Do they show up?
0: Yeah. Do they show up?
1: Yep.
0: I feel like these are all just parts of the same thing, but like, do I want to be around this person? Am I excited to see them? Like stuff like that. If they answer those questions, everything else just kind of takes care of itself. Maybe I'm wrong. You
1: know, for me, it was one of those things where I was constantly being accused I was too picky or I wasn't willing to ever compromise. And when I started the studio, I remember I was constantly being bombarded by I'm getting too old for a relationship or what am I doing and I'm being too picky. And for me, there were some set things that I really, really wanted in a partner and I was not going to budge. And I knew that there were some things that I would like. To me, what my partner does for a living isn't really that important to me. To some women it might be, but for me, it was more about, does he show up? Is he compassionate, is he caring, is he understanding, is he loving, is he romantic? That is something I was not willing to budge on. And I think it's funny because for the longest time, I didn't think I wanted romance. I thought it was all made up. I thought it was just something that never really existed until you actually find a partner who's romantic and you're just like, oh my gosh. This is what (laughs) romance is. And we've been together for almost five years. And he always says... I want to always keep dating you. He just wants to always date and to never let any of that go away because you can get comfortable in relationships. And so to me, holding out for that, obviously one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life that I wasn't willing to budge five years ago, I wouldn't have wanted romance, but it's because I wasn't fulfilled as cat. I was still on my own journey of figuring out who I was. And I needed to get my shit together first before I understood really what it was I wanted in a partner.
0: A friend of mine, I believe he says this in his book, Thoughts on Relationships, and he says something along the lines of people are always looking for the one or whatever to help them live like a fulfilled life, but the way that he recommends people approach it is to create a life where you're fulfilled on your own and you find someone else who's also fulfilled on their own and then you're able to come together as two complete people and share that piece of your life together and then it's this wonderful thing that happens if anybody wants to check that out I have some thoughts on relationships by Colin Wright. I think it's a very short read but it's very good
1: that's the very same thing that I tell women because a lot of women that come to me have gone through a divorce or going through a divorce or maybe after coming to me they start a divorce.
0: <laughs> no comment. I'm
1: not going to say anything. <laughs> Please know that I don't talk you into that. That's something women come to me who are disgruntled and want to have some advice of what's going on in their lives.
0: Yeah, they probably have their minds made up already. They probably gain the confidence to make a choice that's already been made for a while.
1: Correct. Yes, absolutely. But I think you know, when you do statistics of 50% of first marriages and in divorce, and then, I mean, the latest I heard is 60% of second marriages and in divorce. And why is it higher? It's because you jump right in. You go through a divorce, and what women know is normal is being in a relationship. They don't want to look within. They don't want to fix and mend And there's no fixing. I shouldn't say that. We're always a work in progress. I'm always trying to change my, I don't think there's ever any fixing of anybody, but I think that to mend and to continuously heal from that relationship and allow yourself to breathe and allow yourself to get to know yourself and to date yourself again, because what's going to happen is that you jump right into another relationship with someone who's the complete opposite of what that last person was. So you're like, okay, well, that didn't work. So I must be attracted to the complete opposite of what that was. And so that will probably work. The reality is, is that you probably love some qualities about that last relationship. Yes, that relationship didn't work, but the solution isn't finding someone who's completely different. The solution of it is finding the things that brought you joy in that relationship and taking that with you and then implementing that into your next relationship or understanding the things that failed in that previous relationship to take those things to go, okay, I know that these are things that don't work for me. When you start dating again, going, when you see those red flags, you're like, oh, yep, I've been here before. I don't think that this is going to end well. And so this is probably not a good thing for me. I can't speak for men, but women are so afraid of being alone. And they're also afraid of standing on their own, meaning, that they're afraid that because they're not in a relationship that they're considered a failure. And this is something that I've been really working hard with women to help them understand that it's actually the opposite, that it's actually a success. When you get out of that unhealthy relationship, you should be celebrating it. You know, Not considering it as a failure, but actually consider it as a celebration because you understood and recognized that those things were not good for you. And so to move on, it takes a lot of rewiring and it's interesting because women will come to me that have gone through a divorce, and I always tell them, Don't date. Just date yourself. Just breathe and date yourself. <laughs> and then
0: I'm laughing because you said the same thing to me when I went through a breakup. I was like, Yeah, easy for you to say, cat."
1: <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Look how far you've come in that year? Look at all the amazing things you're doing.
0: I can't believe it's only been a year. Man, my life has changed so much in a single year. I feel like years have gone by since then and crazy.
1: Yeah. Basically, you've been dating yourself. Yeah. You've been taking of
0: you yeah yeah it's very challenging me for me to date anyone else at this point in time since i live out of a bag <laughs> i was telling you before i got this new tattoo i was up in the city in northern thailand i actually accidentally had coffee with a monk and we talked about some of this stuff a little bit he just started talking with me at a coffee shop and we ended up talking for a few hours before he left i asked him for a little piece of advice and he was like you know i've heard your stories and stuff and he's like you seem like you're really following your bliss and living the life that you feel like that you want or you're meant to or whatever and he He's like, just whatever you do, don't stop traveling until you know you're done. Not for anyone else, not for anything, just for you. And like, I think he meant was like, don't like meet someone, stop traveling, go like move there and live with them and live their life. Make sure that you're living the life on your terms and everything else will line up on its own. So I felt like it was good advice
1: that is so so true because it happens a lot it happens to men and it happens to women when we start dating someone new we think that we have to change or morph ourselves And to the person that we think that our partner wants versus really truly staying authentically. And I hate using the word authentically. Seems like it's an overused word now, but it's true to stay true, you know, true the course of who you are as a person and not to change yourself or somebody else, because that is always going to end in tragedy. Always. And The person who you're interested in or is interested in you, they're interested in you for a reason. And at the end of the day, the person is going to find out who you really are anyway. Mm -hmm. So stop changing yourself and understand that the right person will admire and love and respect and honor you because of who you are now. Not who you can be, not who you're going to become, but that who you are in the moment. Just like you said, when you both have whole fulfilled lives and you come together, there's magic that can happen from that point forward. You will just continuously encourage and love and push each other. You continuously become better versions of you.
0: I don't think I could have said that any better about that. Uh, I have so many things to say about this because I can remember... This was before we met. I was with someone for quite some time. The relationship ended and I was just like, shit, now what? (laughs) And I remember all these people were like, you gotta learn how to do this, you gotta learn how to do that, you gotta go out and you gotta act in this way and meet women this way. And I remember hanging out with them and I was like, this does not feel right. And I could never really articulate why but after spending some time away from those types of things and those types of people, because it's funny is they might've had success in the short term, but in the long term, they were just train wrecks, right? Like right. the problem was, is that you meet someone and you present yourself in a specific way and they like that person that you present to them. And then all of a sudden after however long, you can't just pretend to be someone else this entire time right and they're going to find out who you are and they're probably not going to be really happy that you (laughs) deceived them in the first place one of my friends says this you know you're not pizza you can't make everyone happy so you just need to like be yourself and the people who like you for you romantically or as a friend or whatever like they're going to find you they're going to be naturally attracted to you if you're just you and it's going to be way easier i wish someone would have taught me that when i was a kid (laughs) but I didn't happen to learn it until later on in adulthood, so.
1: Oh, I think we all do. I think we all learn that later in life. I think it just comes with maturity and just the older you get, the more you understand really what's important, you know?
0: Right. That's probably just part of (laughs) being a person. Yes. When you think about a healthy relationship, what do you think really goes into that? You talked about communication, but beyond that.
1: I think when it comes to a healthy relationship, I think you also need to continuously nourish and encourage one another. I think that one of the things that women say is that when these certain things happen, he'll change for the better. He'll change, he'll change. And this is why women, when they get married, they think that there's going to be something that changes and it doesn't. And then they're like, okay, well, maybe when I have a child, maybe things will change and it doesn't. And then they'll keep having more children and they find themselves, and I'm speaking from experience, they find themselves completely (laughs) not knowing who they are anymore, completely getting lost. And this is for both men and women that you have to understand that you can't change people. You can encourage and love and support each other in, in their own talents, in their own desires, in their own needs that it's not just about your needs alone, that it's about your partner too. And that becoming more of a team. My partner and I, we talk all the time when we go through some turmoil, it's usually work related where there's something happening in work and like I'm having a bad day or he's having a bad day. Then we apologize to each other. We're like, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm having a bad day. And our answer is always like, we're a team. We're in this together. Or you have my back and I have your back and let's get through it, which leads to the next probably... I think what's really important of any kind of romantic relationship is that you are each other's best friends. I think having that close relationship, not only romantically, but also in a platonic way of having your partner as your best friend. I mean, not only are you dating someone, but you're dating your best friend. I don't know. I think that that's there's some power with that. Have you heard of the
0: friends first policy where you kind of go into the date or whatever it is, like getting to know someone where you're just like, let's just get to know each other first before putting any pressure on this, put any labels, set any expectations. Mm -hmm. Do you have any opinions or or thoughts on that?
1: You know, I used to, but it's after working with women for so many years now, I think that every woman should have her own policy. Mm -hmm. I believe in living with your heart first. To me, it's, I know it's kind of more of a dangerous game, but for me, allowing yourself that opportunity, because so, and I'm again, speaking from experience, I think that when you have dated, you haven't kissed many princes and you dated so many frogs and you're discouraged it's really easy to build up those walls because we're animals and we want to protect ourselves. So what I mean by living by the heart is allowing yourself to be open to love and allowing it to happen to you organically and naturally versus forcing it. I think when we have those walls that are built up, it's really easy to dismiss and to not really see what's before us because we're so caught up in protecting ourselves. So I think when it comes to your own dating protocol is just to be kind to you and to be kind to whomever's interest you have or are interested in and allow yourself that opportunity to be loved or cared for. Does
0: that make sense? I think it makes sense at least. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's ever a one size fits all. What works for me is definitely not going to work for everyone. And I'm sure that's the case with a lot of people. Being able to know yourself well enough and understanding what works for you, what makes you happy, what's going to create the situation with the most likelihood to bring you joy or whatever your version of success is in a relationship, having that understanding of yourself so you can set those parameters, like, you know, maybe you're the type of person that jump into really, and then you're like, Oh, man, I keep ending up with the wrong people, maybe then it's time to maybe take a step back and be like, Alright, I'm gonna yep. try to get to just know people as a friend, maybe try to understand who they are before I jump headfirst into this thing, maybe for other people, they just need to open up to more opportunities and to give more people a chance. So yeah, what you said makes sense. It's really a choose your own adventure, (laughs) for lack of a better term.
1: I think that anytime that we go on a date, we are putting ourselves out there and it's very vulnerable. You feel that you're really kind of sharing a part of yourself with someone. And when women do put themselves out there and they get rejected, it happens and it's vice versa. I always say, and I think that this is really important for both, is that When someone rejects you, consider that as a blessing. You wouldn't want to be with somebody who really isn't into you. And would you have picked them anyway? And that's always the question. Like She's always concerned about being rejected by someone. And then I always say, but would you have picked them? Anyway, is this the type of person that you would have picked for a partner? She's always like, no. And I'm like, well then you're in the power. Don't allow this other person to have that type of power over you. You know, you probably wouldn't have picked this partner to begin with. So you take that power back. They base their self-worth and their value off of what men think of them. This is a social... Epidemic. This is like my whole business of women not understanding their true beauty and understanding how wonderful and awesome they are because they've had some man in their life tell them something bad about them and it is stuck with them their whole lives. And so giving that person that kind of power over you is toxic and will completely sabotage your perspective of a potential mate or someone who actually is really good for you i'll give you an example so i had dated somebody who this is probably tmi for our
0: listeners but i'll share some stuff as well it's fine we'll be on the same page <laughs> okay
1: good i dated someone who told me that i had gorilla arms
0: gorilla arms why would you ever say that to anyone <laughs>
1: Right? You know, because I do have long arms because I'm tall for a woman. I'm five foot seven. I have long legs. And so the span of your arms is also the span of your legs. I know I'm looking at my arms, I'm like, man. Yeah. But since he told me that, I went and started waxing my arms because I took it that like the hair on my arms was unacceptable. And so I took his opinion of me and I let it completely distort my own opinion of myself and allow him that power to the point where I was like waxing my arms because of it. It's unfortunate, but with my current partner now, hopefully, forever, (laughs) he sat me down and he was like, you've got to stop doing this. You do not have gorilla arms. That was actually something really horrible for someone to tell you that. And please, you know, stop. And it took his opinion to switch that around. I couldn't change it myself. So it took his opinion of me to switch it around to where I could start loving my arms again. Such a crazy story. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that though. I mean... I probably have to think back a ways because usually it's not someone that I haven't dated. It's someone that I've been with for a while. And then when the relationship is ending or in the process of imploding or whatever you want to call it, there's usually something that gets brought up a bunch of times. And then I end up carrying that with me for a long time where I'm like, man, I don't know if it's a physical thing. It's more of a type of behavior where I'm like, oh, shit, I'm really messing up. (laughs) You know, Uh I know there was one for sure. I think it was... Oh, I remember now. Okay. So she gave me a list. We were having some issues because I was having a difficult time balancing my professional and personal lives, which happens every once in a while she was right on that point but what she did is instead of it being like a team game I was delivered a list of things I was going to be required to do every week and it was this long list of things and I remember thinking like I'm not actually like being myself and being your boyfriend or your significant other I'm just kind of fulfilling like an order form for you And I think when that was done when that relationship was over like me personally I had such a difficult time just being myself Mm -hmm. Like She didn't enjoy my sense of humor as much as I enjoy my sense of humor I don't think I told like a single joke for like six months I don't even remember I was just like so withdrawn Like I was just like, oh, I can't You know, that's not a cool way to act Just because one person was so adamant that that was wrong And really it was just who I am I'm a goofy person that laughs at ridiculous things I have a lot of fun in life It took me a bit of time to actually get back to being that person again
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think it goes both ways And it's not always physical. It can be behavior, personality things as well.
1: It's interesting because women will come to me and complain about a current issue with their significant other. And it's usually a characteristic of their person. I will tell them all the time, did this person have this characteristic when you first started dating? And usually the answer is yes. And I always go, okay, you signed up for it. You can't change the person. Yes, you can make more time for each other to undergo um, some kind of surgery on your relationship to where you're trying to change the other person. When this person has always had these qualities since the very beginning, I never know what to tell them other than this is what you signed up for. Yeah. To me, if the person is the person when you first started dating, most likely they're going to remain to be that same person.
0: Do you ever tell the people that are bringing these things up that maybe not in the wrong, but maybe they need to look in the mirror?
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And I tell them all the time, you can't change them. So either you need to figure out what it is that you want to do with your life and whether or not you want to stay in this relationship, because clearly these characteristics are things that you is your no in a relationship. So either you need to decide to tolerate it, I mean, consider what you would consider tolerating, or maybe end the relationship, or go to a therapist. And I, maybe I should have done that disclaimer before.
0: Go to a therapist.
1: <laughs> I am not a therapist. Yeah. I actually have a couple of therapists that I work really closely with when women come to me that their problems are bigger than anything that I can assist with. And so I always refer them to therapists. But At the end, you are in control of your own life. You are making those decisions. I think that when we are in toxic relationships, sometimes it becomes our identity. This is what I find with women. It becomes our identity where they want to be seen as the person and speaking from experience. I've been there with my ex-husband is being that victim of that relationship. And that becomes your identity. And so you don't know anything different, but you don't want to change your circumstances because that's become your identity is becoming being a victim in this relationship. And you are in control of your own destiny. You are in control on whether or not you stay in that relationship. And I think ultimately it comes to how much you love yourself and how much you value and understand who you deserve to date, right? Right.
0: When these women you're working with, things come up, these personality traits that have always been there. Is it likely or does it happen often that there's usually some underlying issue that's taking place that's causing them to be frustrated with this personality trait or behavior? I'm
1: not- Sure. I mean, I'm sure that there are cases where that is the case. I know that when we are under stress, there's three things that people argue about money, sex and kids. Those are the three main stressors in any relationship. And I think that when there's a quality of their partner that they're finding it difficult to tolerate, usually there's something that's underlining it or maybe because of the circumstances and the cause of the certain events that have led up to that point might overemphasize these qualities in that person. Whether it be problem solving skills or communication skills or parenting skills, or if you want to being intimate, oh, we were never intimate when we were start dating. And why doesn't he want to touch me? And I'm sure you know about the five love languages. And I always refer to that where I'm like, well, what's his love language or what's her love language and what's your love language. And if, if you're both touch and you're not touching each other anymore, then yeah, that's a problem. Then you probably want to explore that a little bit, but if yours is touch and theirs is gifts, but they're not touching you, that's not one of their love languages. That's not how they're going to express themselves to you is by touching. And so by you complaining that they're not touching, If it's something that was tolerable in the past, but maybe because you are having problems in the relationship, but under all these things are under the microscope, right? Because that is a tendency of what happens then yeah, there's an underlining problem. And maybe just now you're finally paying attention that this person never touched you or whatnot. Does that
0: make sense? Once the emotions and stuff were off of like a new relationship, you know, then all of a sudden those things become much more noticeable. And at first you're like, oh, it's fine. You know, yes. she's so great. It's no big deal. I know she binge drinks on the weekends and has like credit card spending problem, but we just get along so well.
1: Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes.
0: And you're six months in and you're like, oh shit, what have I done? <laughs> not speaking from experience at all. I'm curious, and this can be the last thing that we talk about unless you have something else. So okay. when I said earlier, I find it to be very difficult for me to, since I'm in a different country every month, it seems like. Mm -hmm. In my mind, it's extremely difficult to actually have a relationship with anyone at this point.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What advice do you have for me? Maybe I'm completely wrong Uh or I'm just going to leave the floor to you.
1: So first question is, do you want a relationship?
0: Sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a conversation about this with someone else about the difference between being alone and lonely. Being alone is like, I like being alone. I don't think most people like being lonely. When those moments of loneliness come up, because I travel alone most of the time, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, man, I really want a relationship. But then when I'm alone, I'm like, I really want a specific kind of relationship. I think there's a big Mm -hmm. difference. When I'm alone and I'm comfortable, it's I want a relationship that is this When I'm lonely, I'm just like, I just want a relationship. (laughs) That's probably the most complicated answer I possibly give you, but that's my answer.
1: No, that's honest. And I think that that's common. I think when we're on journeys of rediscovery, which you kind of are, you're on this path of rediscovery, you're chasing down some dreams that you've always had and you're living your fullest life. It's natural to want to spend that with somebody. Mm -hmm. I think that If you continue to have that negative talk of being, I travel so much and I'm gone, you know, every month I'm going somewhere new. So I'm not a good candidate for a partner because that's what you're telling yourself.
0: I'm copping out is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I'll go back to what I said before about opening yourself up. That's not opening yourself up to a relationship. When you meet someone on your travels, you're like, oh, cool. So she's Mrs. Right now, not Mrs. Right, but Mrs. Right now. There's a difference, Uh right? And if you truly want to share those experiences with someone, you just need to open yourself to those experiences and not tell yourself that negative talk of being like, well, I'm busy and I'm doing these things and nobody else could possibly want to be a part of this. Uh I compare it to opening the studio. I was single when I opened the studio and I'm thinking, there's no way that any guy would want to date me owning vitality. And if he does want to date me, he's probably the wrong type of guy. Right. So I didn't date for the longest time because I convinced myself that I wasn't dateable because I owned my own business. I was a single mom. I had a full time corporate job. I was working all the time. Why would a man date me? I'm too busy for all this. And. He would have to be really flexible and I would have to like give up some of my stuff. But the moment I opened myself up and I said, you know what? I am building this incredible life for myself. Why would I not want the opportunity of possibly sharing that with somebody else? And the moment I was able to let go and just to kind of tear down those walls was not expecting. And I know you you hear this all the time. And it's really true. It really does happen when you don't expect it. When you're on the search and on the prowl, you're just gonna find dead end after dead end. It's when you're really living your life the way that you want to live it. And that person falls right into your life. And you look at this person and you're like, Huh, this person thinks I'm cool. I think this person's cool. They know my background. They know what I'm in, you know. And that's what happened with my partner. He was like, I know that you're busy, but I know all about your business. I know all about it. So if this doesn't work, he's like, I still want to help you with your business.
0: That's awesome. I like your significant other a lot, by the way. He's a good person. He
1: is. He's amazing. He came into my life when I was open to it. If I would have met him a year before, I wouldn't even have considered it. So I think my advice to you is just to not have expectations But to open yourself up to the possibility that you might find that person who's going to be, who travels every month herself, right? That would be my words of advice for you. Does that help?
0: Actually, some of the best advice you could give me. As you're telling me that, I'm thinking back. I'm not going to give too many details. But you ever have those moments where you just are like, cover your mouth like when you're talking you like you know you're saying something that you don't want to be saying and you just want to like reach up and like cut yourself off I was sitting across the table from someone who I was travels and I was actually interested in and I just said something along the lines of what I said to you I'm like yeah you know it's tough I travel a lot so and I'm just like what are you doing like I felt like it was just like this defense mechanism that kind of came up and then I'm like oh, what have you done? But I think that what you said makes a lot of sense when I think about that situation. It's an excuse, right? It's an excuse.
1: Yes, it is. And it's a story that you have made for yourself. Like That's your story now. Mm -hmm. And when we create our own stories, we like to stand firm in them. We're like, yep, this is my story. But stories are always meant to be changed.
0: Yeah, I know. Why couldn't we have talked like a month ago? That'd have been pretty nice, actually.
1: Supposed <laughs> to talk a month ago.
0: Oh man, I told somebody else about this, and they were just like, "Why didn't you just like throw water on yourself and walk away from the table? Like that probably would have gone over better." And I'm like, "God, I know, I know." But you know, you live and learn. Things happen. I think that after this conversation with you, hopefully I'll be able to take a step back in future situations and
1: yeah, don't be quick to judge it.
0: Well, I don't even know if it's judging the other person. It's more judging myself. That's yeah. what I mean.
1: Yeah. I always say you don't know what you don't know. And to already predetermine and kind of sabotage that where you don't even know what the outcome is going to be.
0: Yeah, I know. You know, when you do something and right afterwards, you're like, shit. that was definitely one of those moments. But maybe it's reconcilable. Who knows? Yes. At least moving forward, though, I know that maybe there's some fear tied to if a relationship gets started, then it's then it's like the conversation with the monk, then all of a sudden, my journey is now over, right? Like, or I have to stop. But maybe that's just another an unrealistic fear that I have. Yes. So who knows. All right. I will take your advice and I will I'll check back in with you and <laughs> let you know how it goes. I'm sure whoever's listening to this they'll probably hear something on a future podcast. Or maybe in three weeks from now, I'll find someone, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, All right, we have to do like a five minute update. I'll be like, Cat Cat, yeah. guess what? This crazy thing happened. I can't believe it. Yes. Then we'll elope or something. And who knows what will happen from there.
1: Oh, I totally see you eloping. Oh, shit.
0: My parents said that too.
1: I do see that in you. Like just eloping somewhere far off in a distant land and then coming back and just having a huge party.
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, that's what I would love to do. That's like the ideal Mm -hmm. scenario for me. True story is when I was home for Christmas, my parents sat me down. They're like, I know you're traveling, going off and doing your thing. If you meet someone and you like elope or get married or whatever, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't stress. We're not going to be upset with you. But you need to come back and have like a traditional wedding. And I'm like, why? Why are you having this conversation with me? I'm like, not with anyone at this moment in time. Why are we talking about this? And they're like, we just know you. Shit. (laughs) Am I that impulsive? I don't think so. But who knows? Maybe if I meet the right person. Right. Anyways, now we're just rambling, talking about God knows what. So (laughs) really good to have you on the show, Kat. And hopefully some of the listeners got some good advice on how to handle their relationships or advice for future relationships down the road.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I hope so. I hope someone listening can just take any little tidbit and kind of stick it in their pocket and think about it the next time that they go on a date.
0: Awesome. Well, everyone, that's a wrap for this week's show. Thanks for taking the time to tune in and listen. I really appreciate it. Now, if I can get you to give me another 30 to 60 seconds and head over to the App Store, pull up the formula podcast with Trevor Carlson, give us a rating and review based on what you think of the show. There's been some funny reviews that have been left so far, such as Trevor, you have a really sexy voice, which, you know, thank you for whoever left that one. Appreciate it. So let us know what you think. It really helps us to continue producing the show by growing our listener base with people like you finding us. So give us a review, let us know know what you think yeah that's all i got for this week i look forward to you stopping by next time